everyone, welcome back to the King of Games 1992. We are in the semifinals, and I think like every single matchup that is in this competition so far, wow, do we have a big one for you. It's like boo, do baseball, uh, is what the kids would say about this episode. Uh, man, I just... If you already know what that is, I think you know that maybe I'm a little bit biased, but if you're a fan of the Retro Hangover Podcast show, you already know that. Uh, so I'll try to keep that in check. But today, it is going to be the Juggernaut Super Mario Kart against Sega's Last Stand, Streets of Rage 2, our number two seed versus our number seven seed. This is the only chalk matchup in the semifinals in what has been an incredibly weird and wild and probably you think... A lot of us are crazy King of Games 1992, but we're here and we're loving it. We're having a great time and we're glad that you're still with us. And speaking of who's with us, who's with me today, as we have from My Life in Gaming, Corey Carlson and from the Gaming Memories podcast, Cade Call. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on this. What is sure to be a just slobber knocker of a competition. Blah. Blobber knocker, blobber. Did I say blobber knocker? I thought I said slobber knocker. Oh no! Oh, it's no, no, no! Don't. That's great. You said, you said blobber knocker, which is, in hindsight, probably a truly original saying. You might have come up with that. <laughs> I thought I said slobber knocker. Blobber knocker. Maybe, maybe I have some of what what Cade likes to take a lot. I've heard of <laughs> a, a a blobber knocker. Blobber knocker. It's just because I got hit in the face with a bare knuckle. That's that's what's going on. Oh. Mm. Ouch. Yes, Chris, I am high, but it's not going to affect. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you, you insinuated I had to wait for you to finish your saying. but I, I, I said wanted... what you do, not what you are right now, but thank you. Thank you, but I just wanted to let everybody know that it will by no means affect my logic, which is purely not rational and emotional only. <laughs> <laughs> and how I'm going to handle this. So I just want to let everybody know, because I know the last episode I was on with Shane, your wonderful co-host, and mm -hmm. he was he went out of his way to mitigate his biases to try to be fair. He's a good human being. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make zero attempt to do such things. Jeez, oh, it's going to be a <sighs> knockdown, well, drag out fight, I guess. This is Yeah, this is going to be wild. Uh, so before we get started, though, I want to really talk briefly about how these two games got here. It's it's really simple. Uh, Super Mario Kart, I think Super Mario Kart faced Mega Man 5. So I, I think the Blue Bomber didn't really have much of a chance there because mm -hmm. it's just one Mega Man of many Mega Mans, as good of a game as that is. I did beat Night Trap. Yeah, uh, barely. Corey, barely, barely <laughs> should be said. But it, it laid at the sacrificial altar of Mario Kart to get here. And then Streets of Rage 2 went up against the, I don't know, not even infamous. Would it be infamous? Wolfenstein 3D? At least if you play it today, it would be considered infamous in my opinion. But it went up against Wolfenstein 3D and swept it and made its way here as well. So this is where we're at. And as I said at the beginning, it's really shocking that this is Sega's last game in this competition. I think of all the 20 games that we've had. Three of them were Sega, and now so we're down to eight. You said and how many were, were Sega out of the total? Three. Sonic 2, Night Trap, and Streets of Rage 2. Those were the only three <laughs> Sega games out of the 20. And, like, I thought we had a console war in the 90s, everybody. I thought, but, uh, how many were in the initial voting? 
just curiosity, before the 20, do you remember how many Sega games were up just in as potential possibilities before you initially narrowed them down? You're really putting me on the spot here, dude. <laughs> well, all I can I say like, is that... How did, yeah, how did we get so few Sega games? Like you said, in a, in a console. Did they all get weeded out in the beginning? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're not that there. My soul. <laughs> I mean, cl- clearly the best one is still around, though, I have to say. I would, I would happen to agree. But is it good enough to get past the legend that is Super Mario Kart? And that's what we're going to find out today. So everyone should know what this competition is about at this point. But in case this is the first time you're joining us, and I don't know why that would be. But just in case, we go over four criteria through discussions in order to, you know, kind of get a feel for where these two games are at. Those four criteria are personal attachment, critical and commercial reception, legacy, and what game would we rather play today uh, between the two games? And that we're going to go right into personal attachment because we don't need to do a high-level view of how these games are and how these games played because this is the second time, at least, that we've talked about <laughs> these games in this tournament so far. So mostly at a high-level view at this point, I think we'd just be talking about personal attachment anyway. So, Corey, I'm going to kick it over to you, and we're just going to talk about it game by game here And then we're going to do a vote for personal attachment. So let's start out with the, I would say, higher rank seed with Super Mario Kart. What's your personal attachment with that? Uh, So I bought Super Mario Kart when it came out. And I quickly lost interest because it was nowhere near as good as F-Zero. Wow. (laughs) This is a man of my taste. (laughs) Right off the bat. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I like this uh, guy. Let's have him on for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that was back when Electronics Boutique had the uh, a return policy where if you, didn't, if you didn't like a game, you could return it within 10 days. And mm-hmm. I returned it. I returned it, you know, like fairly quickly. And I don't, I don't know what I got instead of, like, I wish you, you know, I in, wish you instead of it. You Damn. I know. I mean, probably something that, in retrospect, was probably not... It as good, but who knows? I don't, I, no, no, I don't no, no. remember. Your child instincts were correct. It was most <laughs> likely better than Super Mario Kart, just statistically speaking. <laughs> it's bottom of the barrel. Uh, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Chris. I'm ready. <laughs> All <Fight> right, <laughs> Cade. <laughs> I guess we're over to you. What are your personal experience with Super Mario Kart? I definitely played it more than Corey. Um, Jokes aside, (laughs) at friends' houses, I did play it. But the reason why I was so stoked he brought up F-Zero, I don't remember which one came out first. I'm assuming F-Zero did. Yeah, F-Zero is a launch game. Um, I I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. I had friends who had Super Nintendo, so I was a Sega kid. And I would play the shit out of F-Zero at a friend's house, but I would not play Mario Kart. And one of the things I think that makes sets it, apart why f-zero works it might just be they're both mode seven which is kind of wonky but Mm. the way f-zero's aesthetics work and like with the circles and the and like the way the tracks work it's you can like tell what's going on mario kart like it just it was so like clunky and weird and the visuals Mm -hmm. were like glitchy and lines would break i just i don't know it just wasn't f-zero so i think i just right out of the bat like yeah it's not as cool yeah, I mean, when you look at it now, Mario Kart like lives and dies like in retrospect like by its battle mode, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. You know, like that's that that is the reason. Like I I don't think that anybody 
like has fond memories of the original, like the racing portion. It's no. going to be a lot of the the battle mode. Yeah, it's going to be the battle mode, and it just wasn't. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but it's <laughs> right. Mario Kart doesn't get. I think if you took a poll of everyone who loves Mario Kart, over ninety percent of them would be sixty four. Is to start for them because yes. it's just superior. It's way better. That- and that is something I wanted to get to later. And that's definitely, I think that's going to be a topic we're going to touch on. We, we have to touch on that in Legacy. In Legacy, uh, and Legacy is going to come up, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that there. So I guess, holy shit, I'm going to be the odd man out here, at least. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I got Mario Kart 2 shortly after it released. And I, I got to say, like, Corey, I got to disagree with you. Because I, I have a lot of memories of playing the single player experience. Not so much like the, the single player experience by myself per se, but playing with a friend. Like mm-hmm. co-op, GP, co-op. GP yeah. race mode. Uh, and playing those tracks. I still had a really good time. I remember that I would go back and, and play this game. And I would like go to Bowser's Castle on the first, I think, 50cc. And just make it a game in and of itself to try and lap the second place racer. And that would be... <laughs> a personal goal of mine. So that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I absolutely had a, a great time with this game. It was a game I played a lot. It was a game I would take up to my friend's house at New Year's every year. And we'd have we, we'd play the GP mode together. And battle mode was one of those modes that my father would actually take some time and play with me. Oh, that's so fun. yeah, there's a lot of personal attachment to Mario Kart. Um, and it's not like I was an exclusive Super Nintendo kid. I was a Nintendo kid. Don't get me wrong, but I did have a Sega Genesis in my mm-hmm. house as well. Uh, but Super Mario Kart got a lot of play, and it got a lot of play for a long time. And it's, it's definitely a beloved game to me. There's definitely a lot of nostalgia there, which is why I'm just completely blown away that you guys are like, ah, oh, fuck <laughs> this game. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> well, I was not it's, expecting it's, this off the bat. <laughs> I'm not, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, I'd be a little extreme for entertainment's sake. Most of it comes yeah. from, <laughs> I think, like, when I thought about the legacy and specifically what would you rather play now, um, we'll get I, there. Yeah. I do not like playing Mario Kart right now. <laughs> it sucks. So, but it's so it's hard to remember how much fuck, Cade. <laughs> how much? That's fun the last it? criteria. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just saying. When it comes to personal attachment, I believe you. I believe lots of people had fond memories, but uh, it still yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons that you know that a lot of people have fond memories of of Mario Kart is because it was so accessible. You know, it was just it was yes. something that I I think like you said your like your father played it with you and like that's that's certainly not something that I bet you a lot of people like a lot of kids could say or a lot of adults now could say about you know my father played Streets of Rage with me no you know, like like no. I yeah fair point was there anything <laughs> considered a kart racer before Super Mario Kart we'll get to that in Legacy but no Cade for sticking one <laughs> topic it, at a time was it Legacy <laughs> it's pre Legacy come on. This is yeah, not pre legacy. I mean, that that is legacy. It 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 created like the mascot. That's what I was wondering. Car racing. It genre, did. Yeah, I would say yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a subgenre. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot there, and yeah, let's transition over Streets of Rage too, because I think well, Kane's <laughs> probably going to talk about how much he wants to play it over Mario Kart because uh, we already did that. <laughs> but uh, let's start with Cade. Cade, what's your personal attachment with Streets of Rage two? Much more personal attachment. Surprise, surprise. I had a Sega. I was a Sega kid. So Streets of Rage okay. 2 was massive. I mean, yep. if you were a Sega kid, that was... I mean, you have Sonic 2. Like, when I think of games that, like, really define the Genesis, it's up there. 
It's like in the top, top five, five for sure, for sure yeah. top three for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. for you know a solid amount of people, I would say number one. Sonic 2 probably yes. percentage-wise has bigger market share for like that little slice of nostalgia. But Streets of Rage 2 was awesome. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was it's just a huge game. I played all three of them. Um, it was yeah. the best one. I do like three a little bit for, but it's not be- a better game. It's just things mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was excited about it, which it has problems. Yeah. And speaking of you uh, talking about how not many people can say their dad played Streets of Rage with them, that's a very val- mm-hmm. valid point. For me, it was the opposite. It was either the precursor to the ESRB or right when the ESRB came out, it was right around the time that Streets of Rage 3 came out. Mm-hmm. And it was, or there was like the previous version that was like Genesis or, right. or something. I forget. We looked yeah. it up once, but I can't remember. But anyway, the game was rated teen. I was not a teen. My dad found out about it. Not only did he not let me play Streets of Rage 3, but he retroactively took away Streets of Rage 2 and 1. <sighs> so there's also he that. He saved memory. you and hurt you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, playing 3 was like, ooh, I got to play it even though I wasn't supposed to. So that might have. Long story short, the whole franchise, Streets of Rage 2. Lots of personal attachment. As I said, I'm not going to be rational. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, this is this is why this is a tough competition for me, at least. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it tough on my end. Streets of Rage 2 was not the first Sega Genesis game I played because I played it at my neighbor's house. I played it at my friend's house. But Streets of Rage 2 was the very first Sega Genesis game I owned. It came in with what I thought was called the Fighters Bundle, which came with the system. Streets of Rage 2 was bundled in with it and also came with the Mega Fire controller, which was a turbo controller. So if you know like uh, the TurboGrafx-16, uh, which comes with turbo switches, the Mega Fire controller is essentially the same thing. And it has a start button in a different location. It's the same kind of controller, but right. I don't know I'm talking so much about the controller we're talking about the game. But yeah, it, the game came with the system. And no, my dad didn't play with me, but you know what? Sure as shit, my, my friends did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my friends played Mario Kart with me too, but this was definitely a game that you wanted to play co-op. But when when your friends left, it was also a game that you could play by yourself. And, you know, people who've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say over and over and over again that Streets of Rage 2 is my personal favorite game of all time. And, yeah, so obviously there's a (laughs) lot of personal attachment, but I will say that that personal attachment came much later. I think it became more in adulthood when I started collecting again and really started playing retro games and see how they held up today compared to how they held up back in the day. And I like that. I'm not, I'll talk more about that in head to head, but like that, that personal attachment really like blossomed then when I realized not only I had nostalgia for this game, but I still, it's still a game that I can play today. And I, I, I love a lot. So that personal attachment certainly up there for me, Corey. Uh, so I played the first Streets of Rage, like pretty much like right when it came out, because, you know, early on, you know, I didn't I didn't have a Super Nintendo until Street Fighter 2 came out. And, you know, early on, we were looking, like, you know, Sega fans were looking for any excuse to say, like, yo, the Genesis is better than the Super Nintendo. Like, look at Streets of Rage versus Final Fight. Uh, Streets of Rage has two players, and Final Fight doesn't. And, you know, it has three characters. Final Fight has only has two characters from the arcade. You know, I, I love the first one. And then when the second one came out, the, the thing with the second one is that it is... It is like I can't even explain like how big of a jump in quality it is from the first game. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's almost like a like, new console generation jump. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. It, it felt like a like a new console generation. Like the 
just like the size of the sprites, like they're just like like just how like fleshed out everything was. Like it's it's you can't even I can't even explain to you like how mind blowing it was what at the time. And like my friends just like played it so much, and you know we we beat it countless times, all difficulty levels, everything. It's just if I had to pick, you know, like a game, a Genesis game that I would view as like basically a perfect game, I would say that it's Streets of Rage two. <laughs> I I think you I make, I think you make a fantastic point though about the leap in quality mm-hmm. uh, because I played Streets of Rage two obviously before I played one uh, as I said it's my first game that came with the Genesis before that was like Sonic Sonic two at the friend's house because that's what everyone had when I tried to go back and play the original Streets of Rage after playing Streets of Rage two I couldn't do it just mm-hmm. because like the sprites just look so much worse and even going back to it now like I've I've learned to appreciate the original Streets of Rage for what mm-hmm. it is right. But it's not that far up from what you would see on like a high-end Master System game, right? Oh, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's better, yeah. but it's yeah, it's not that far removed. It's clear that they had to. They probably were trying to make it as fast as they could to get it out to go against Final Fight. Absolutely, and, and I think yeah. I think that the only place that the first game can compete with the second game is in in the music. And I kind of like the music more in the first game because it's. I was I'm a huge Revenge of Shinobi fan, and I feel the music is is closer to Revenge of Shinobi in the mm. first game than it, than it was in the second. It has yeah, that same I, feeling. I think Fighting in the Street is a better opening track than Go Straight Two. They're both phenomenal, mm-hmm. but when you just kick and they're they're, they're kind of similar. Mood, you know, yeah. like there there's a definite like you know it's like paying homage to that original song in the second game. So I guess uh, this is where we're going to cast her vote for personal attachments, which I think uh, is, is pretty obvious at this point. I'll start this off. Um, personal attachment, I think this is going to be a little bit of a shocker because you know people do know this was my personal favorite game of all time, Street Rage 2. But personal attachment is going to go, for me, to Super Mario Kart just because you can't beat you know being a kid and, and playing a game with your dad, especially yeah. once you become a father yourself. Uh, so especially with like a, a mascot as iconic as Mario, like he is video games. So yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia there. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's really the basis of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's really close though. Don't get me wrong. It's incredibly close, but I'm going to give my vote to Super Mario Kart. Uh, Corey. Uh, definitely Caesar Rage is not even, not even close. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Cade. <laughs> <laughs> Do I even need to ask? Chris, the love for your father <laughs> makes you weak. <laughs> it is Streets of Rage. There is no other answer. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. I kind of thought you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Look, I'm, I'm pushing hard for Streets of Rage because the, we're, I, we're not heading. Where are we heading next? Critical Reception? Yeah. Because Streets of Rage is going to get murdered basically by Critical Reception and Legacy probably. And I'm trying to back oh, for it. So I'm building up a good front end mark. Front end. I don't know. Well, I mean, I it's all about the points you can make if you're if you're that hard up on it. But <laughs> you know, we I have a feeling you might be right. But the personal attachment will go to Streets of Rage two, two to one. And you're right. We are going to move on to critical and commercial reception. And just just a couple things, just a couple numbers for listeners in case you forgot from previous episodes. Uh, the critical and commercial reception for Mario Kart. We'll start out with that was incredible uh it got high scores egm 34 out of 40 
Uh, CVG, 96%. Famitsu gave it a 32 out of 40. GamePro, 5 out of 5, because it does that for every game, with an <laughs> aggregate score of 94. Um, it sold 8.76 million copies Oof. worldwide, just the actual game itself, and that would include bundles. Uh, interestingly, it had a super long tail, like most really successful Nintendo games do, because it wasn't the best-selling game of 1992, though it, on the Super Nintendo even, and that would be Street Fighter II and Link to the Past both sold more units than it in the year of 1992, but both would end up selling less units overall over time. Interestingly, over a longer period of time, it's, uh, digital sales can't be tracked because it has come out on the Wii and Wii U Virtual Console. Nintendo doesn't release its virtual sales. However, interestingly enough, when the Wii Virtual Console was launched, it did announce its top five games that were digital downloads. And the original Mario Kart was not part of it, but Mario Kart 64 was. Now, uh -huh. going surprise, over surprise. to Streets of Rage 2... Sales, I can't find any official sales numbers on Streets of Rage 2. It seems like the Sega Genesis was just kind of like this black hole of sales data outside of anything not called Sonic the Hedgehog. So getting any sort of official sales data is rather difficult. Now, there's anecdotal data that says this game sold around 3.6 million units, and the majority of which would be in North America with 2.8 million units, with only like 90,000 units sold in Japan because that's essentially all the Mega Drives that were sold there. And uh, Europe sold somewhere uh, a couple hundred thousand units, which actually was surprisingly low. But this is all anecdotal. This is just some blurb on VG charts. So nothing's official there, but it was the only data I could find. Now, data I could officially find that was pointed out is that sales for the PS3 and Xbox 360 for Streets of Rage 2 totaled somewhere in the ballpark of 2 million units with 1.5 million units being sold on the PS3 and 500,000 units being sold on the Xbox 360. And that was data as of 2020. And that was an estimate by, I think, the site Gamstat or something like that, which is an incredible amount of units for a game released in 1992 in 2020 independently on sixth generation uh, <laughs> hardware, which, yeah, mind-blowing. Are those the, the Sega Vintage Collection releases? Uh, it may have been, but I think that was independent. The independent release itself, like the oh, digital download, it's probably right, counting right. all the collections is in as well. No, right. not counting that. But of course, you know, Super Mario Kart was also in the Super Nintendo Classic. True. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be accounted for as well if you're going to do that, which you can. But I will turn it over to you, Cade, to start us off on this one. So for critical commercial reception. Which one is going to get your vote and why? Well, I mean, unfortunately, as unbiased, I mean, as unlogical as I am, there's really no even subjective way to argue with the numbers. It's just the Super Mario Kart. Unless yeah. we had more, I mean, we don't, there is a black box, but the probability of it having sold more than Mario Kart seems incredibly low. There's just, yeah, there's like no way. So it is what it is. Keeping it short and to the point. Thanks, Kate. So <laughs> we don't want to spend time on the weaknesses of Streets of Rage. We just gloss over them. <laughs> <laughs> we just skip over them. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say that that's uh, like it's really weakness. I mean, but it's a category. It's going to lose in. It just it's going to lose. Corey, I mean, for you know, Mario Kart has like the long tail on it, which is you know true for a lot of Nintendo games, especially like I mean, even like Mario Kart now. Like every single Mario Kart has had a long tail. And it all goes back to that first one. But I mean, if you look at like critical reception, I, I'm trying to find it in this list here. Well, you, you mentioned that it was, uh, 
It won uh, Best uh, Action Fighting Game and Best Game Music and Game Fan, which was the game magazine for hardcore enthusiasts. Oh. And therefore, the only awards that really matter. Casuals do not matter. <laughs> I like I like the way that, You know, that's true. Mario Kart, I guess you could say, it was for, for casuals. It is for a casual. It is. <laughs> I mean, no, you're absolutely correct, but that's that's part of the allure for for Mario Kart. But yeah. is that are you saying that because of that hardcore enthusiast that you're <laughs> going to give your vote to Streets of Rage 2? If I was listening to like a magazine at the time, which I which I was, you know, like I would listen to Game Fan over like most other like any other magazine, except for maybe Sir, EGM. I, I can agree with that. Certainly not GamePro because everything that got thrown at GamePro in terms of money is like, here's five out of five. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Big game, five out of five. <laughs> but, you know, you know, like Cade says, the, the, the numbers don't lie. And I, you know, like I, I'll say Mario, Mario Kart just because, like, that's what it, it is going to be. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm also unsurprisingly going to say Mario Kart. Cade was right. It's going to, you know, it's going to win. You know, you say the Streets of Rage 2 is going to lose. No, Mario Kart won this one, okay? <laughs> I mean, you could, I like what he was saying. You could argue that critical reception outweighs commercial reception, like if you value. So then you could say all these critics talk about Streets yeah. of Rage. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me say this is a lot closer than what you would probably, what you have been saying here, Kate. And this is why I say it's a lot closer. So Super Mario Kart sold a lot in its day, but it also had the Mario branding. You're talking about a yeah. face that was more popular than fucking Mickey Mouse at that time. True. Yeah. So, yeah, Mario is going to move units despite whatever Mario is doing. And in 1992, Super Mario Kart was a, was a really fun and decent game. And a lot of people liked Mario Kart in 1992. And so they went out and they bought it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're talking about critical and commercial reception. Like when you're talking about reception, there's retrospective and there's contemporaneous. And the retrospective critical and commercial reception, I actually think there's a case that Streets of Rage 2 beats Super Mario Kart. And I don't even think oh, it's close. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. Retrospectively. I don't, 100%. Like I thought this was maybe something we'd be talking about later on. But I mean, looking back, I mean, I think that people... A lot of people will say that, you know, Streets of Rage 2 is a much better game than right. Mario Kart was. I mean, if they, if, if they had to play, pick either one to play, like now. Yeah, and, and this does kind of bleed over into Legacy a little bit. I'm sure we're going to talk about this. So I'm, I'm going to try and not bleed over too much here. Mm -hmm. But when you look at a critical reception, now, now, the original Super Mario Kart, if you look at a lot of sites like EGM, they continuously put the original Super Mario Kart over Super Mario 64 in terms of the best games of all time up until about the mid-aughts. Now, one of my theories of that is everyone who grew up with Super Mario Kart grew up with the D-pad. But you don't mm -hmm. hear that a lot anymore because now modern game journalists, critics, and most of the gaming public grew up with an analog stick. Yeah. So as Cade said earlier, when you're talking about a Mario Kart game, you're talking about Mario 64. However, yeah. Streets of Rage 2, in terms of the retrospective, you know, viewpoint in terms of commercial reception and even critical reception, is considered to be like one of, if not the best, Sega Genesis games ever made. Mm -hmm. And that goes to the point where you see that two million sales 
2 million sales on the PS3 and Xbox 360 between the two of them, or at least users, because you could download the demo, so it might be tracking that as well, but at least that's 2 million people who are willing to take a chance on a game from 1992 in, like, 2010. Yeah. And that's that's insane. I don't think you got that with Super Mario Kart. So if you want to talk about critical and commercial reception, definitely in the moment in 1992, I'm going that, because even if you want to do the anecdotal 3.6 plus... 2 million it's still 5.6 and it doesn't compare to just the mind-numbingly gigantic numbers especially for the time of 8.6 million units (laughs) Uh, and just the overall love that there was for super mario kart and how like like people would say like this is a reason to give the super nintendo yeah i'm still going to give my vote to super mario kart but it's a lot closer than i think people would assume especially when you look at what the consideration for both of these games are now. Yeah. And uh, like now, yes, it's Streets of Rage 2, but we're taking into account everything, and that's why I'm saying uh, Super Mario Kart gets my vote, but it's it's a lot closer than, than people would think. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break here, and when we get back, we are going to talk about these games' legacy and what we'd rather play head-to-head if Kay didn't already ruin this for all of you. (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we're going to get more into this competition here and and hope Cade doesn't just put all his cards on the table as he has been. <laughs> we do love you here, Cade, because this is highly entertaining. I do it, killing it. But uh, we're going to jump right into Legacy. And I'm going to start this one off. The question on what game has a higher legacy between these two games is, is really hard to not say Mario Kart. One of these games is the founder of a sub genre, which is the mascot racer. Now, it's not entirely original because you did have combat racers, even from Nintendo, if you want to go back to Mock Rider on the NES. And Road Rash was released for Mario Kart, if I'm correct. I might, I'm not quite sure about that, but I think Road Rash 2 came out in 1992, but I'd have to look that one up. So combat racers weren't anything new. Certainly racers with Mode 7 weren't anything new, but Mario Kart kind of combined that, took all the mascots, and and put it there. Now we're on its eighth installment, and yeah, it's selling gangbusters. It's still continuing to this day. Its legacy is unquestionable. Streets of Rage 2 is like the definition of refinement within its own genre, because even if you don't think it's like one of the best games of all time, just because beat-em-ups aren't your thing... It's hard to not call this one of the best beat-em-ups of all time. And if it's already my favorite game, you already know, I think that this is the best beat-em-up ever created. Uh, It's it's just so concise. It's so well-made. And that legacy has really continued beyond that in and of itself as a game. You see a lot of homages to it today, but that also could be contributed to its predecessor, Streets of Rage, and many other beat-em-ups of the era. It's just, it takes that flavor. 
but it is certainly, and you want to define a genre, there's no better game that could define a genre other than Streets of Rage 2. However, let's be real, Streets of Rage 2 had a sequel, it flopped, mostly because Sega of America just hated everybody, and yeah, it lay dormant for about 25 years. And that's really that's that's really hurts that legacy when compared to mm-hmm. Super Mario Kart, which just it's we we all know what happened with the Super Mario Kart franchise. So for me, yeah, legacy, it's Super Mario Kart. Again, I think it's closer than what people would say. But when I say it's closer and like instead of 100 miles, it's probably 95. But uh, <laughs> Super Mario Kart gets my vote for this. Corey, um, I mean, in terms of legacy, I think that like. Super Mario Kart is like an easy choice, but I think that what happened with Streets of Rage 2 is that it laying dormant for so long only increased its reputation. Mm. And there was, you know, there was there was a real hunger for that type of game for a long time. And finally when when Streets of Rage 4 came out, like I, I remember I was I was did not love the look of it. And then you know, when I finally played it, it was like, this is everything that I could have ever imagined a new Streets of Rage game being. It also made people, like, look back at that original and be like, there, there's more stuff. Like, so much of the, all the, like, good stuff in 4 was, like, taken from 2. I mean, for the most part, I guess. Like, I think it's probably the best beat-em-up of all time. And I don't know. Like, I think that it's... Yeah, Mario Kart is, like, is a, is a smart choice, but my heart says Streets of Rage 2. You know, I'm going to interject. I'm not changing my pick, but I have to agree with you. And we, we said we'd bring this up earlier, so I, I would be remiss to do it because Kay's going to let me know anyway. He's going to scream at me if I don't bring it up. <laughs> Mario Kart, I feel like a lot of people said Mario Kart was like their go-to game for the Super Nintendo for a long time. So Mario Kart is this great version of all the Mario Karts, and it was like that probably up until Mario Kart Wii, I have a feeling, in terms of critical reception. But then... Well, not critical reception, but in terms of legacy, what's the best Mario Kart? But over time, you start realizing that people want to play Diddy Kong Racing instead of Mario Kart or Crash Bandicoot, uh, Crash Team Racing, mm-hmm. or in particular, Mario Kart 64. I don't oh, think there's yeah. a single, there's not a single person who, if you say you want to play a retro Mario Kart game, in modern times, modern times, you're playing Mario Kart 64. Yep. 100%, 100%, yes. The original Mario Kart, yeah, it gets a lot of credit for establishing the genre and establishing the franchise, but one game does establish itself as probably the best in its genre to this day, Mm -hmm. whereas the other game has gotten easily replaced, not just in the franchise, but by competitors in general, whereas Streets of Rage 2 has held that test of time over the past 30 years. I think that people sitting down and they you know, have a choice of playing one or the other, they're going to play Streets of Rage 2 for a lot longer than they're going to play Mario Kart. They're, if they Absolutely. sit down and play Mario Kart, they're going to be like, well, this, this is great and all, but let's let's play 64. That's that, that's where, like, the real memories for a lot of people probably come in come into play. With, the, like, four-player split screen and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Cade? <sighs> Fucking finally. You guys ready? <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> no, just kidding. So I was a little confused... I was under the impression that, at least from the previous episodes I've done with Shane and you, that we couldn't talk about retrospective unless we were you talking, absolutely can unless we were talking about legacy. Everything else had to be at the time of '92. So you guys kind of brought a lot of the points you made in. I would have 
put on critical and commercial reception, but I thought it, we were only really allowed to like compare <laughs> its sales at the time. But that's fine. I'll echo everything you guys have just said, and I think that fits into legacy. To me, Mario Kart feels like the tech demo that led to Mario Kart 64 yeah. and the formula. No one wants to play it right now. Even the people, even gamers who are older than me that probably spent as much time playing Super Mario Kart as Mario Kart 64, we still end up playing Mario Kart 64. Again, to echo yeah. what you guys are saying, that is, I would 100% agree with that, my own personal experiences. Legacy-wise, I weigh all the things you were saying a little bit more than the fact that the franchise of Mario Kart has sold so well because that all that ammo was used up in critical commercial reception. We talked about this the franchise. Legacy to me is less about the IP making money and more about how the game stands the test of time. Yes. And yes. so that's what, everything you guys have just said, I would agree. There's nothing really new to add, but because to me the definition of legacy that those things weigh more in that algorithm of thinking than critical and commercial reception, I would say Streets of Rage 2 gets this easy. Because we're not oh, talking wow. about the legacy okay. of the franchise, we're talking about the legacy of the game. Mm. Yes. Yeah, That's I 100% I, I agree. Fuck yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing my vote, but Damn I it. definitely... I was hoping I would get a I switch. I see where both of you <laughs> didn't get a sweep. Uh, but it, but guess what? Streets of Rage two does win the category two to one in terms of legacy, and I, I think that's that's a shocker because it lost to Wolfenstein three D, which did. I guess uh, kind of makes sense. It, it, that that time. makes sense. I mean, Wolfenstein three D was, you know, but I could argue first person Wolfenstein, shooter, the first one. Yeah, it's is the first one. But yeah. again, the point if you're comparing the game versus the game, not that the thing that the game spawned a genre, which is important, but yeah. like. Like you mentioned, Streets of Rage 2 is often considered not the definition and still the best game in the genre. You could never yes. say that about yeah. Wolfenstein or Mario Kart or a lot of these other games. Mm -hmm. You're right. That's definitely true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Legacy, Streets of Rage 2, 2-1. Two and this is, I think this one is the one that we've all... <laughs> kind of known where it's headed, but this is where I think a lot of us are just it's, it's going to get pretty brutal, I have a feeling. If you couldn't already tell at this point, and because I, I introduced it like that, <sighs> Cade, which one of these games would you rather play head-to-head -head What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play some Super Mario Kart. There's no Go. other choice. Yeah, yeah, Mario Kart. Don't we have a... Isn't, isn't there, like, online for it now on, like, the Wii U or the... Yeah, Switch you can. Or? You can play it in Switch. You can play it online. It's probably terrible because the game is terrible. No, we're not oh playing Super Mario Kart. <laughs> it's Streets of Rage 2. It's like... I, I, jokes aside, I wonder if you if you could take like a smattering of a hundred random gamers, spread them out across like a couple generations, and ask them which game would you rather play right now. I really do think most people would say Street if they're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Some people just might not be familiar with it because I think me and most people would play Streets of Rage too. I I mean I'd play Streets of Rage too like without even a second thought. You know, it's it's just it's not even close. And you know I've I've said it before you know just like i didn't even play another mario kart until mario kart 7 really <laughs> you never played 64 oh, wow. it's just like after i returned that one it's just like it was it was it felt so slow compared to f-zero and then f-zero you know when you got f-zero x and then like that's like i play that any any day of the week over at mario kart 64 and then uh gx you know like i'd play that 
like I play that today over like any Mario Kart game. Oh wow. <laughs> Even eight? Even eight. I mean Wow. The 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 biggest bundle of money that Nintendo is probably leaving at the table right now is just not like porting F Zero GX to uh, yeah. the Switch. I can agree with that. GX, especially the arcade version. Yeah, or just like put you know it, everything all in one. I, I mean, mean, it was all in one, but you had like the impossible story mode to play. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Streets of Rage, like I'll I'll still go back to it often. You know, like a lot, I, I love to uh, do stuff for our, our show, like using Streets of Rage, you know, just using like how many like different like graphical tricks and stuff like that. Like they use a lot of the uh, like dithering and stuff like that. And uh, every time I do, you know, I can just, I just play until I run out of continues or I beat the game like every single time. So I am going to echo a lot of what both of you said. In fact, I'm probably going to unfairly tear into Mario Kart. Well, not unfairly. No, it deserves it. So <laughs> let's compare these two games. Mario Kart for its time in 1992, I think, was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it back in 1992. It was a great racer, I think. It introduced a lot of concepts that I had not seen in a racing game. It was accessible. It was fun. It was for everybody. Turtle shells, combat racing, everything like that. But there are some serious, serious problems with that game if you look at it in in today's perspective the rubber banding is just absolutely yeah stupid it's not even fair it breaks the game and it makes it unfun especially at the higher difficulties 100 cc and 150 cc it's damn near unplayable a single player you need to have someone with you the battle mode is fun but why would i play that when i have mario 64 yep there's absolutely no reason to do that the graphics are i think fine for the time but again you only have one half of the screen exactly. that you're able to work with you know, it's that was something times. that so was something terrible. that I had totally forgotten about. And then like I guess when I played it fairly recently, I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's like there's no way to turn this off." Mm-hmm. It's 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 actually kind of shocking. The 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 drifting is all over the place. Like you you're supposed to jump and turn and that's supposed to make you turn easier. It doesn't. It's almost unwieldy in yeah. terms of how how you play it and and the way it's supposed to be played. And I understand there's people out there that can play this, but like you even play this game with a D-pad today and understand that's all they had for the Mm. super nintendo they didn't have an analog option but it doesn't work when you look at where racing has gone i can't even probably go back and play the original gran turismo because all it has is digital controls if i remember correctly and that's when they started the analog in in gran turismo 2 Mm -hmm. so you look at like controls and all stuff like that that's mario kart okay fine old game so streets of rage 2 much have the similar problems right oh absolutely not absolutely not graphically it, it still holds up today. There are games that are released today as retro-inspired games that do not look as good mm-hmm. as Streets of Rage 2. Like, not, yeah. not even close. Yeah. Preach, yeah. brother. There are games in the beat-em-up genre that are released today that do not control as well as Streets of Rage 2. Top to bottom, is balanced. It's a fair game. It's a fun game. Yeah, you put it on hard, it's going to be hard. Like a beat-em-up. But it's not a, it doesn't abuse you like a final fight. There's very few games in the beat-em-up genre that even compete with this game. One of them was in this competition this year with Turtles in Time, and I think that this game is a better game than Turtles in Time. I think it's mm-hmm. close, but I think that is a better game than Turtles in Time just because it's depth. Yes. It has a ton of depth. Every single character is different. They control different. They play different. It has a ton of replayability, and it looks brilliant. Out of all the games remaining in this tournament right now, now, there is no game that you could play today 
and it could be it could be released today and you couldn't mistake for a retro throwback other than Streets of Rage 2. That's a super Every good single point. other one of these games plays like a 1992 game. This plays like a game released in 20 the 2020s mm-hmm. as a retro throwback beat em up. It's it's I don't timeless. Think there's any debate about it. It is timeless. And you hear everyone who plays this game for the most part that's that's into retro games and it's in into this spirit and they're like I have never played this game and this blows my mind. And that's where I am at with this. I'm still with I'm still with Streets of Rage 2. So yeah, absolutely. I play Streets of Rage 2 over Mario Kart. And if you say otherwise, you're fucking wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're just wrong. Because it is such a superior yes. game gameplay-wise. And yeah, so yeah, 3-0 sweep, Streets of Rage 2 crushes Mario Kart in the head-to-head. Is that enough to carry Streets of Rage 2 over Mario Kart? into the quarterfinals. We will find out after this short break. See you in a few. Right, welcome back. We are here to move one of these games on to the quarterfinals. Now, the thing about moving on to the quarterfinals is you technically, regardless of how you do after this, you get two episodes because not only do you get to make it to the finals, but you get to determine which game is going to make it into third place. So this is a really important decision about what game is going to move on. So we've talked about all these things. We we, we know Cade is... Um, we know Cade. <laughs> Hi, Cade. But uh, it's time to make our it's time to make our choice about which game is going to move on to those quarterfinals in the King of Games 1992. So, Cade, because your bias has been so on display and you've let everybody know where you're at, I think it's just fitting that you start this off and just just let us know where you're going to vote between these two games. Which game, in your opinion, should move on in the King of Games 1992? I do not vote for the glorified, pixelated, Mode 7 <laughs> fucking shit tech, mo- tech demo. I vote for the greatest beat-em-up of all time, the one and only Streets of Rage 2. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just a mic drop. <laughs> what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I think it's fair. You guys made up a lot of good points that make me feel less terribly biased. I knew... <laughs> I just don't like Mario Kart and... You guys made a lot of good points to where it's like, I think there really is an actual argument for legacy for Streets of Rage. I feel good about that one. Obviously, what you want to play, that's genuine. And personal attachment is genuine. So it's three to one. I think it's totally fair to say Streets of Rage. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say Streets of Rage also. I think that it's just, you know, it is like, you know, top three Genesis games of all time. Top five, maybe. Top three, top five. And, uh... You know, like I would, I still play it all the time. I still play it all the time, and and like now I want to, I want to sit my kids down in front of it <laughs> and see what, see how they like it. So that kind of takes all the pressure off me because I was always playing on going last because <laughs> listeners of the Retro Hangover podcast know this is my favorite game of all time, and that kind of put me in a compromising position here because I do think Super Mario Kart is important to a lot of people. 
in, in terms of just gaming overall. Like a lot of people had a Super Nintendo back in the day. But it's not series and against series. So I think it is. Yes. You know? Yes. So. And that's something I was wrestling with coming into this is if I pick Super Mario Kart, am I picking the franchise or am I picking the game? And exactly. if I'm picking the game against another game, then what am I looking at here? I, I'm looking at two games that if you collectively look at all these criteria and you collectively look at everything going back today, I, I don't think there's a single person. If you played both of these games right now, who would tell you that Super Mario Kart is a superior game? I, I just don't think they would do that. Now, I know people there's people out there who don't like beat em ups because they are inherently repetitive. And I understand that. But if you want to look at the the type of beat em up where you have four really unique characters that you can play as and it's designed so well has beautiful graphics that hold up to this day one of the best soundtracks of all time widely any hailed across the video board. game yes one of the best soundtracks of all time probably one of yuzo koshiro's finest work other than streets of rage one in like 2014 or something like that he was at uh, at magfest and i saw him like dj that that soundtrack to like a whole room like a giant like auditorium of people and it was just as good as first time you heard it he's brilliant and it's like this a lot of people are going to look at this and they're going to be like how in the world are you deciding to move on mario kart the mario kart over streets of rage 2 and even i look at the ranking streets of rage 2 our seventh seed mario kart our number two seed and it's clear to me we have i understand a lot of people voting are really really big fans of the super nintendo probably defining system of their childhood and sega is just not there for a lot of people in this group i understand that and i think that's a big thing with a lot of retro gamers now nintendo wins the day in terms of nostalgia mm -hmm. if you throw nostalgia out the window which is part of this but it's one part of that criteria with personal attachment you really look down on this and you really look what people want to play today and what they're going to have fun with, what they're willing to buy, what they're willing to go back to. Cease of Rage 2 wins in spades. People still call this the best beat-em-up of all time. Whereas with Mario Kart, they're not even willing to play it over its sequel. And that says a lot. Mm -hmm. And their stand sequels are supposed to be better. But there are people who would rather play Streets of Rage 2 over Streets of Rage 4, which just came out with years and years and years of knowledge and development. There's, there's people who want to play Streets of Rage 2 over almost any modern beat-em-up. Almost yeah. any. Yeah. yeah. It's still there. And that, that feeling is still there. And I think that feeling is growing. I think that feeling is more, more understood, especially from the people who missed out on it back on the day, because there was a lot of them. But more and more people are doing that. And this was not a poorly sold game. This was not a ill-received game. And this is a game that continues to hold up today. Absolutely. I am going to vote for Streets of Rage 2. And it's going to make it a sweep. And it's going to make it to the quarterfinals. And I don't even care if you're pissed. Because <laughs> we've already done that enough. This is great. Streets of Rage 2 is the better game. If you don't believe me. Go play them both yeah. and come back and let's fight. Bare knuckle brawling. <laughs> yeah, bare knuckle. Yeah, bare is it bare knuckle fighting was the original title or bare knuckle brawling? Just bare knuckle. Oh, it was just bare. Just bare, bare knuckle. Bare yeah, knuckle. Yeah. It's well deserved. I mean, it's like 
It's just, it's not really even a debate. I like the point we all made it at different points in the podcast. It's game versus game, not series versus series. And right. game series, you know, legacy, critical reception, those are two components of the criteria. I think critical reception, commercial reception, we all agree. You can't really argue against that. But two of those, personal attachment and what you'd rather play, are totally subjective. We can be totally honest, and that's fair. And I think the only place where you can truly make an argument where this would sway would be how you interpret legacy. Mm -hmm. So if you're upset, sure. it really just comes down to how you interpret legacy, in my opinion. I yeah. don't think there's any reason to be upset. I, I honestly think most of the people who are going to listen to this are going to know that the superior gaming experience is, is Streets of Rage yeah. 2. Yeah. And that's no knock on Super Mario Kart. It did a lot for the gaming industry. It certainly did. And it really changed the way that we play a lot of our racers. But I don't think it's a superior racing experience, even on the Super Nintendo. And no one's going back to play Mario Kart other than for nostalgia alone. And I can still go back to Streets of Rage 2 for for pure gameplay Wait. and looking at all the games that are remaining in this tournament. Cause I don't know who's advancing, but every other game in this tournament is, is here for almost a pure gameplay reason. Every single one you can do so except for maybe super Mario Kart. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's the weakest one that, that made it to here in terms of gameplay. It made it really on its legacy and mm -hmm. its reputation. It made See, it here yeah. on, the, on the backs of, of the games that came after. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this wraps this up officially. And before we go, I'd love the two of you to plug everything that you do on the internet where we can find you <laughs> and what you all do. So we'll start with you, Corey. Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, at My Life in Gaming on YouTube. And uh, that's that's pretty much it these days. I mean doing some other collaborations and stuff like that that I'm not sure if is really like completely public knowledge yet, but uh, there's some other things in the works, but mainly right now you can just find me at My Life in Gaming. Hopefully by the time you hear this, you know, like videos will have been like resumed regular releases. Outstanding. And as you all know, I'm a big fan of My Life in Gaming, so go check out that channel. They're great. I'm also a big fan of Cade's efforts. So, Kate, how about you plug what you're doing out there? I do the Gaming Memories podcast where I invite people on, ask about the memories they had growing up, just kind of interview people, different creatives, get to know them by talking about video games. Chris has been on there. Shane has been on there. I've had a, a few other episodes where we talk about the history of games with Chris and another really good gaming, poster, gaming podcaster, The Barber Who Games, really knowledgeable. And that is actually coming. That is The next episode is going to come out. I've taken a little hiatus from Gaming Memories Podcast, but you can find it anywhere, Instagram, all your regular podcast places. And and then I also do some music under the alias Slave, S-L-A-E-V. If you're into electronic stuff, you can check that out. And you might be in electronic stuff if you like Streets of Rage too. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> fact, I had the so. idea. I'm like, man, I need, a, I need a reference and sort of pull some inspiration from the soundtrack now that we've talked about it. See if I can take some of that mojo into a beat because it is... I was thinking about the soundtrack a lot as we were talking. Like, God, I need to, I want, I'm going to go listen to it after this is over because it's like got me feeling it. So good. Head of it its is, time. Is, oh, fantastic. And if you're listening to this, you already found us, Retro Hangover Podcast. But in case this is your first time finding us, if you want to find all the other things that we're on, just go to linktree slash retro hangover. That's linktr.ee slash retro hangover. And you can find us there. And if you want to 
Follow us on Twitch. We are at twitch.tv slash retro hangover. We typically stream on Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So swing by there after you're done watching the My Life in Gaming stream <laughs> at 8 p.m. They start there and uh, you can stick around with them. But we are streaming at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays at twitch.tv slash retro hangover. So we hope to see you there. But uh, that's all we have. So until next time, play with your grand upper joysticks. Bye, everybody.